Hello, my friend. Welcome to the DDP for the 30th day of January. I'm your host, Paul White, and I'm so thankful you're with me today. I spent enough of your time yesterday talking about sermons we're posting and flash drives we're selling, and I only gave you a couple minutes worth of actual verses. Today, none of that business. Let's get started. Today, we jump into the 23rd chapter of Genesis, in which we learn that Sarah lives to be 127 and then dies in Kerjath Arba, that is, in the land of Hebron, which is in Canaan. Now, we're journeying into and through the land that will ultimately be given to Abraham and his descendants. And here comes a purchase in which Abraham is going to offer to buy a piece of property. Uh, The good men that live on that property actually offer to give it to him, but Abram doesn't take it. Instead, he pays 400 shekels of silver for a piece of property in which to bury Sarah. The one verse I want to concentrate on Really, this is 20 verses long. Genesis 23 is 20 verses long. Read the whole chapter. It's, this, it's a beautiful little back and forth. And as I read it preparing for this podcast, one thing that jumped out at me is that Abraham continues to put himself in a subservient position. Every time he confronts the owners of the land, he bows. Even when they're honoring him, he bows. And what I heard in my spirit is, Take a look at true humility. We live in a culture where if someone um, shows themselves in honor of us, we take it to mean we can now lord over them and get what we want. You know, if someone is sort of subservient to us, then that means we're in the, the alpha position. We hear a lot of talk in our culture about alpha male and the alpha businessman and the guy who takes over. And then I'm reading this chapter and here's Abraham at every turn bowing in front of the people he's talking to. And I know we can make the argument and go, well, it's a different culture. They bowed. We don't bow. But it's the attitude that Abraham has is here's this group of men who are trying to just give him the property to show him deference. And yet at every turn, he puts himself in the servant position. It reminds me, of course, of our Lord, Jesus constantly putting himself in the servant position. So a little bit different way of conducting yourself in terms of of how Abraham does it and and then how we see it done in our culture. But that's that's really an aside. The verse I want to give you is verse 4. I'm a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place among you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. It's that phrase out of my sight from verse 4 that really speaks to me about what the purpose of this burial chapter is. We don't, do we need a whole chapter on him burying his wife? I mean, it's not as if we see the funeral. We don't know what all happens at the actual burial, but we get the whole process of putting, of buying the land to put her in the ground. And this really starts a trend in the book of Genesis of telling us about the burial of people. But that phrase to put her out put her out of my sight says to me that if you're going to move forward in the place that God has for you there are going to be some things you have to bury out of sight. You have to let go of some stuff. You have to accept that there are seasons of your life that come and then go. They do not last forever. You have to accept that part of what you're supposed to do is put them out of your sight. It doesn't mean that they're not important, that you don't remember them, that they're not fond memories, but it means you're no longer beholden to them. 
Abraham has to bury Sarah because we don't carry the dead with us. We don't carry the things that are supposed to go into the ground. But there's a caveat. We have to own the place we bury them. And so we have to take responsibility for that season of our life and then put it to bed. We can't put it to bed if we don't own it. If we didn't learn anything from what we went through, we can't get rid of it. It goes with us. An allegorical example of this is when the children of Israel come out of Egypt. The Bible says that they bring the bones or uh, they bring the bones of Joseph with them when they come up out of Egypt. They carry him in a and an ark in a coffin, and they come up, or they, they go down into Egypt and then come up out of Egypt with him. Why do they bring his bones? Because it's not his home, and they can't revisit his grave in Egypt. They only bury their dead in their own property, because you can really only bury your past in something you own, in something you possess. You cannot bury that season if you don't take responsibility for it. So, listen, you've got stuff in your past. That's fine. Learn from it. Own it. If you own it, you can bury it. Not bury it so you don't have to deal with it, but bury it and move on. And that seems to be what Abraham is doing in burying Sarah because he can't carry her bones on to the next place. It also gives the family a plot, some place to go back to so that they can revisit. Because we will in a couple chapters, when Abraham dies, his bones will go back to the same spot to be with Sarah. Now, let's don't over-spiritualize it because it's easy to look at this and go, well, they, they cared for the dead because they thought they were going to resurrect. But that's actually not in the teachings of Israel in this day. It's certainly not in the teachings of the Torah. There's no, there is no prophetic imagery of resurrection in the Abrahamic journey. So it's not, he's not burying Sarah going, I got to give her a good piece of ground because her body's going to come out of the grave. Now, I'm not saying there's no resurrection. I'm saying don't over-spiritualize the way they were thinking. So he honored what he had by burying it. It meant something, but he specifically says to get it out of his sight. He knows he has to move on. Listen, somebody might have something they know they have to move on from. You're listening to me and you know there's this area. You have to move on. Figure that out. Heed the voice of the Holy Spirit and be prepared to move on. Speaking of moving on, we will move on on into the 24th chapter. I know we jumped. We didn't do a lot. I, I told you on this story, it wasn't about trying to hit every single verse, but it was about trying to tell the story. Abraham is old, getting older, and the story is going to shift toward Isaac and finding a bride for Isaac, which we're going to do in the 24th chapter of Genesis. Before we do that, we're going to take a day off from the journey Tomorrow is the 31st day of January, and on the final day of each month, we post our DDP essay edition. 
I started doing this in January of 18. That means we have done 48 essay editions. Tomorrow we will post the 49th. We do a written version of that essay in case you're interested. And we post it at paulwhiteministries.com where there is a DDP essay edition segment. And you can go check that out. So listen in for the essay tomorrow. We'll be back on the Tuesday podcast with our next installment in this journey in the Abrahamic stories. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.